We'll take our text this evening from St. John, chapter 21, verses 2 and 3. There were together Simon Peter and Thomas called Didymus and Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee and the sons of Zebedee and two other of his disciples. Peter saith unto them, I go a fishing. They say unto him, we also go with thee. There used to be a phrase that people used to use. I don't know if they use it anymore or not, but I thought of it. Have you ever said you feel like you're on the fence? You have a decision to make, and uh, one moment you think you should go one way, the next moment or the next day you think you should go the other way. And you just feel like you're on the fence trying to decide uh, what to do. Well, it seems like there was a time that the disciples were kind of on the fence. They loved the Lord. They were saved. They were following Jesus. They saw the miracles that he did the lives that were changed, saw the sick healed, heard his teachings and his preaching. You know, all those were real experiences. They were there, the disciples were there, they saw it over and over, day after day. And they were following Jesus. I think at the same time, they kind of had their thoughts as to what Jesus was going to do. They kind of thought that at that time, he was going to set up his earthly kingdom and they would be a part of that. So when he would give them instructions, give them information, they didn't always understand or they didn't always hear what he was saying. I think we've been there too, haven't we? There's been times that uh, for the young people, your parents probably said something to you and you had your mind on something else and you didn't hear what they said or you didn't understand or you thought something else. Well, I I think there was a time where the disciples uh, were the same way. You know, when Jesus told them that he was going to be crucified on the cross and on the third day he was going to rise again, they just didn't grasp everything he was telling them. If we would have been there at that time, we wouldn't have grasped everything either. So I'm I'm not uh, I'm not saying anything bad about the disciples. Uh, they were just like you and me. Uh, we would have wondered, we would have questioned, we would have tried to figure things out. And, and they were in that same place. Uh, but we need to remember that they saw Jesus die on the cross. That, that was real. That, that was real what they saw. That was real what was in their mind. Uh, they saw, uh, the suffering that he went through. 
And so those are, those are real things in their mind. So Jesus went to the cross. And on the third day, He rose from the grave. But Him dying on the cross was very real in their minds. So as the report started out that morning, that Sunday morning, that uh, the tomb was empty, that Jesus had risen from the dead, He, he wasn't there anymore, uh, it, it just brought lots of questions. Lots of questions without very many answers. Questions like, how can that be? Well, we've seen, we've seen him raise others. He raised Lazarus. But we saw him die on the cross. Thought about Mary. When she asked who she thought was a gardener there in the garden. And then Jesus just said, Mary. And she knew it was Jesus. She knew without a doubt it was Jesus. And as she went to tell the other disciples, she says, I've seen Jesus. He's alive. But there are questions. There were some doubts. They, they were wondering about all of that. I thought about the two uh, disciples on the road to Emmaus as they were going along on that first Sunday. And they were talking about all the events that had taken place the last few days. But then they're also talking about what we've heard reports today that Jesus is alive. But they hadn't seen him. But as they were walking along, Jesus appeared and started walking with them. And he asked them why they were so sad. They didn't realize it was Jesus. And so then they were wondering, who is this man that he doesn't know what's been going on? So they started telling him all the events that had been taking place. That he, he died on the cross. But then, then they had heard reports that he was risen that day. But then they stopped to eat. And as Jesus prayed over the food, over their meal, they realized it was Jesus. There were no more doubts. There were no more questions. They, they, they knew Jesus was alive. They even made the comment, didn't our hearts just burn within us? See, they, they, they felt a connection there even when they didn't know it was Jesus, but there was, a, there was a connection there. There was a bond there that they felt. And when they realized it was Jesus, uh, well, they headed back to the other disciples to let them know, He's alive. We've seen Him. We were walking with Him. We were talking with Him. No more doubts. No more questions. They knew without a doubt. But then over the next few days, there were times that Jesus was with them and then He wasn't with them. There were times the disciples would be in a room together, the doors closed, and Jesus would just appear in that room. Remember Thomas? Thomas was one of the disciples. He says, I won't believe 
until I see the nail prints in his hands. You know, he saw Jesus die on the cross. That, that must have been something when he saw them nail those nails to Jesus' hands. It was fresh in his mind. He no doubt played that over and over in his mind, what he saw and how real that was. And he saw uh, Jesus suffering there on the cross. So that was that was so real to him that he wouldn't even believe the other disciples that said they had seen him. He said, I, I won't believe until I see him, until I see the nail prints in his hands. But oh, when Jesus showed up, he believed. He saw. And he believed. There were no more doubts. No more questions. Even the text that I read here, uh, when Peter said, I go a-fishing, and the other disciples uh, said they were going to go with him. There must have been just a little, a few questions as to, well, what, what about tomorrow? What about next week? I mean, they'd been used to following Jesus and, and, and listening to him preach and teach. Well, he wasn't doing that at this time. He was there and then he was gone. And so they were, they were left on their own a little bit. And, and so we can just imagine they, well, we can only imagine what they might have been talking about. They might have been talking about, well, what what are we going to do? Well, what had they been used to doing before they started following Jesus? Jesus told them, follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. They were were fishermen. So, well, why don't we just go back fishing? That's what we were doing before. And and so Peter says, I go fishing. So uh, they went out on the boat. And Jesus appeared on the shore. That's a whole different story, but we'll continue on here. Uh, it wasn't very many days after this, but they had this encounter with Jesus. And at that time also, Jesus uh, talked to Peter, asked him if he loved him more than anything else. And he, he got Peter committed that day. Peter got to the place, he said, yes, I love you, Lord. You know, he, he, he was getting in tune to Jesus. He was hearing what Jesus was saying. And, and even at this time, uh, the disciples started uh, focusing more on what Jesus was saying and, and understanding what he was saying. Uh, we can look in the, uh, the first chapter of the book of Acts. And this is just before uh, Jesus ascended back to heaven. He was with his disciples And it says, uh, verse 4, And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, he, ye have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. So, So they understood. They were with John the Baptist. They had seen people water baptized, so they understood that part. They didn't fully understand what Jesus was talking about, that they would be 
baptized with the Holy Ghost, but they got it. They understood what Jesus said. Verse 8 says, But ye shall, these are words of Jesus, uh, but ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. They were understanding what Jesus was saying. Told them he was going to leave. He was going to go back to heaven. And, and, and he left that day. They stood there and watched him. And a cloud received him out of their sight. But you know, they understood what Jesus said. They understood that they needed to go back to Jerusalem. They, they understood that Jesus told them, go in all the world and preach the gospel. But they also understood that they were supposed to go and tarry, and pray, and, and wait for something they had never experienced before. But they understood what Jesus said. And they went, 120 of them, in the upper room. And they tarried. And they prayed. And they consecrated their lives. They surrendered their lives. They yielded their lives to the Lord. They were sanctified. And the day of Pentecost, they were filled with power from on high. We can read about that the second chapter. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it set upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. The day of Pentecost says they were all together in one accord. We could say they were together together. They were together physically in the upper room as Jesus told them to tarry there. But they were uh, together in spirit. They were in one accord. Uh, sometime in those days that they were there tearing and praying together, each one of them were sanctified. They received that experience of sanctification. And the day of Pentecost, how the power fell. What, what a day that would have been to be there, to witness that, to see that. There were no more doubts. There were no more questions. They weren't on the fence anymore. They, they understood what their calling was. They, they understood what Jesus had told them. And, but they received what they needed. Jesus told them another place that he, he needed to go, but he would send the Comforter. The Comforter is the Holy Spirit. The presence of the Lord. The Spirit of the Lord dwelling within us. It made a difference in their lives. They were never more, never the same after the day of Pentecost. Uh, they went out and spread the gospel. Uh, Peter's first sermon, it says about 3,000 were saved. 3,000 in his first sermon. But remember just a short time before that? Remember Peter? Before that? 
But see what happened? He surrendered his life totally to the Lord. The, came, the Lord came in and sanctified his soul, filled him with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, gave him power, gave him boldness. Uh, that's what he needed. That's what they all need. That's what we need today. We need the infilling of the Holy Spirit in our lives today. Peter and John went into the temple to pray at the hour of prayer. They walked past a lame man. No doubt they had walked past him in the past. Maybe they even gave him alms. That's why he was there just asking for a few alms from people as they walked by. But that day was different. They had something they never had before. And as, as he uh, reached out to them asking for some alms, they stopped and they told him, silver and gold have we none. But what we have, they were willing to share that with him. And he said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. That's power. That's the power that the Lord gives in our lives to speak a word for the Lord. They reached out and took that man by the hand and lifted him up. It says he went walking and leaping and praising God into the temple. The power of God made a difference in the disciples' lives. And we just the book of Acts. Actually, it's called the Acts of the Apostles. Events and accounts of what took place in the early church as the disciples went from here to there, spreading the gospel. Yes, they went through persecution. They went through hard places. They were put in jail. They were beaten. But the gospel went forth. But they had something they never had before. And that's what made the difference in their lives. We need the infilling of the Holy Spirit in our lives today. Each one of us. Wherever we go to work, go to school, stay home, whatever we do, we need the infilling of the Holy Spirit in our lives. The baptism. Sanctification. It makes a difference in our lives. Well, Jesus is here tonight. He's here in spirit. We have felt his presence. We don't see him physically, but we have felt his presence here tonight. And he wants to do the same thing tonight that he did on the day of Pentecost for the 120 in the upper room. He wants the power to fall here tonight. You know, that 120 in the upper room, as they reached out in faith believing to Jesus, he gave them the desire of their heart. What's your desire tonight? Do you need your sanctification tonight? Do you need to be saved tonight? Do you need the infilling of the Holy Spirit tonight? Jesus is here. He wants to do it. So let's stand and sing a song, and we invite you to come and pray.